to the, another edition of the Deeper Dive podcast produced locally in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. Here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in La Plata, Maryland, my name is Bill Winnell. Once again, joined by Father Larry Swink. Hey, Bill. And Father Jack Berard. Hey, Bill. Today we're going to discuss uh, maybe a somewhat contentious issue. Is there salvation outside of the one holy Catholic apostolic church? Father Larry. Okay. Thanks, Bill. So, uh... We got two big feast days coming up. Uh, tomorrow would be, if, if in certain dioceses it might be, is the Feast of the Ascension, and this Sunday is Ascension Sunday, uh, where our Lord goes up to heaven. He tells the disciples, "Go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit." And then the, and then we're soon thereafter we have Pentecost Sunday, and um, you know, uh, I want to kind of talk about a teaching is you know, do you have to be Catholic to go to heaven? And what does that mean? And uh, and what's our duty as as Christians? What's our relationship with non-Christian religions uh, using the teachings of the church? And uh, and also maybe also motivating us to have that missionary motivation, as the catechism says. So, Father Jack, uh, first thing is this. Um, outside the church, there is no salvation. Maybe we can start off with what is that in the, maybe just a paragraph. Like, what does that mean and what it doesn't mean? And I think there's a lot of levels to this, but, um, you know, maybe some of the heresies that have been taught about this, uh, misunderstandings of it, but also on the flip side, uh, how we're not to just kind of, you know, um, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so it basically it is what it says it is, right? So outside the church, there's no salvation and, um, but, but how to, how to quite understand that becomes, um, you know, what, you know, could could be any level of it. so let's start with some of the heresies because sometimes knowing what you're not supposed to believe helps define what you should believe so the the most recent it's one of the most recent heresies but i think it's the second most recent excommunication in, uh of an american is by a, a priest uh up in boston the last name feeney and he started this heresy called feeneyism which uh which is one fun to say and two uh important because he basically said that if you're not in full visible unity with the with the catholic church then you cannot get to heaven, right? Like explicitly, like, you're not Catholic, you're not Roman Catholic, you're outside, you're not going to go to heaven, period. Right. And, uh, and and you know, as much as we're like, well, that sounds about right, it's, the problem is he denied even uh, baptism by desire or baptism by blood, uh, which is hugely problematic. Even, you know, even most traditionalists would look at that and go, yeah, that's clearly wrong. Um, there's no way you could possibly think that uh, somebody, just because they didn't go through the rite of baptism, um, even though they explicitly wanted uh, to to be in the church, um, it would be their fault. So, for for that sake, um, you know that that is to be excluded. The other is um, kind of uh, this universalism, which is um, closer to everybody gets in, <laughs> right? This uh, is like I, the flip side, Daphneism. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're in the church, out the church, what you believe, what you do. Um, as long as you're a good person, you go to heaven. Yeah, and even even a good person is is kind of questionable. I mean, you know, there there are people who who you know, I mean, Origen got slapped down because he believed debatably, but um, that everybody eventually will get to heaven, right? It might be hell for a while, but eventually you get to heaven. I see what you did there with slapped down. Oh, thank you, um, <laughs> and uh, but the um, yeah, but so so what does this, what does the church teach? Is that this? You know, here I'll, I'm actually going to quote in from uh, from Orthodox bishop who said who referred to 
outside the church there is no salvation. He called it a tautology, which means mean like you use the argument for the sake of the argument, right? It's very circular. And he basically says, of course there isn't, because the church is the salvation. <laughs> it is the body of Christ. Um, of of course you can't be saved outside of it, right? This is this is what is freeing. This is, uh, you know, and oftentimes when when we talk about it, the fathers would refer to. Um, the church is the ark, right? So Noah's right. ark. So it's like, so if you're not in the if you're not in the boat, you're drowning. Uh, and that's, I think, let's stop there because you bring up, yeah, I think the most important point is that we uh, we can we tend to look at like you know the individual salvation of soul as opposed to the vehicle by which we're saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the no salvation outside of the church is really focused on the instrument by which every person is saved, which is namely the church that Jesus instituted. So essentially what we're saying is that if you, if you were saved and you weren't explicitly Catholic, let's say you're a Jewish person and you lived a, uh, a good life according to what you knew, you didn't know that you had to be Catholic to be saved. If you were saved, right? It would be through the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And there's no other way. That's basically the teaching, right? Right now, this is where it gets a little bit, people have all kinds of questions. And I think maybe we good to like, even look at this and break down the catechism. It says here, and I think, what do they quote from here in 330? It's uh, in number 846 in the catechism. And it says, basing itself on scripture and tradition, the, uh, it says that uh, the council teaches that the church of pilgrim now on earth is necessary for salvation. So everyone in the world is being saved by one vehicle, the church. And it goes on to say, the one Christ is a meteor of the one way of salvation. He is present to us in his body, which is the church. He himself explicitly as Jesus asserted the necessity of faith and baptism and thereby affirmed at the same time, the necessity of the church, which men enter through baptism as through a door. Hence, this is where this is, it says they could not be saved who knowing that the Catholic church was founded as necessary by God through Christ would refuse either to enter it or remain in it. Let's hit that last point. Yeah. So, so this is, this is where uh, basically it's the question of how, uh, what is, how, how unnecessary is the church? It's well, if you know it's there, right. Uh, then of course it's a hundred percent necessary. There's, I mean, it, it's, um, you know, it's a question of what we would call culpability, right? So right. the guilt of uh, that one has, you know, is this a question of, of knowing what you're, uh, refusing and, and still thinking, right. Um, but also, you know, the early fathers really talked about it more about those who abandoned the faith rather than those outside. They weren't referring to, to Jews and pagans, um, although yeah. they knew that they knew their necessity of evangelization. Um, but, but when they refer, when they kind of brought this up, right. Cause this is an old, remember this is an old doctrine. I mean, it's, right. it goes at least back to Cyprian, I think it was, it was like three thirty or something like that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, like they, they knew that like, like it was more a question of those who abandoned the church, right? It's the body of Christ. Um, now, you know, the one kind of hard hardship with that, of course, the caveat that, you know, our Protestant brethren get to make is that, well, you know, they, they only had one visible unity. You know, there was always, you know, if you were, if you were to be a believing Christian, it was through the, the power of a bishop, right? There was no uh, other sect, 
You know, there wasn't a Protestant sect or Orthodox or anything else. Like, it was one. Um, but, you know, so that, that becomes a kind of a pin. But basically, um, you know, it, it's a question of can we can we deny the power of the church and uh, still be <laughs> still be saved by God's chosen vehicle, the church? And uh, it's kind of obvious when you say it that way that, no, of course not. You right. Know? So, if, like, for instance, let's say a family member, and this is where it gets, uh, people get uh, panic and so forth, is that, if a family member grows up, you know, they do the, you know, you, t- you have the typical, yeah, I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I was an altar boy, uh, but I'm not Catholic anymore. Yeah. It, it sounds like what you're saying, according to the fathers of the church, that's more what they're concerned about than the guy who's like in the, uh, an, you know, sort of in a, an island that's never been, the gospel's never been proclaimed. Mm-hmm. It's worse off for the person that leaves the church that had the knowledge of the faith than as a person never known in the first place. Right. Right. Basically. Uh, long and short is is yeah that it's it would be worse it'd be worse to know the gift and then reject it than to not know the gift um you know and 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 it's inter- it's an interesting point like going back to the, to the island or um even those who have never entered right because if you look at um gregory of nanzianzas his father was a pagan but he preached his his funeral and thought that he was going to be in heaven because he lived a good life he was never baptized yeah really yeah yeah saint's father Right. And a father of the church not, and not like, I mean, they were not talking just like any old priest. Like this is like a big deal. Um, and, and he said it's, it's because in his good works, it was united to the church though. So that's kind of his, this is, this is where it gets important is that, um, you know, for, for the larger picture is that, you know, even though he thought, you know, his, you know, and God willing he is, but he thought his father who had never received baptism or received uh, or had faith in, in Jesus for all, all that we have information about. Um, he, at the same time, had a funeral home where he said his charity was united to that of the church, and uh, and he thought God would, would bring him into the pearly gates, you know? And so, mm. um, so I mean, there is, like, a sense in which... Um, <laughs> he didn't say he's in a better place, though, did he? Well, <laughs> I mean, let's see. He, he, uh, he said, let's see. Dad's in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his manner of life made him one of us, just as there are many of our own who are not with us, whose lives alienate them from the common body. So too, there are many of those outside who belong really to us. Men whose devout conduct anticipates their faith. My father was one of these. Um, yeah, hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that, um, you know, as much as we, um, much as we kind of always, you know, poo poo it, it's, uh, there was a, there was a lot of hope, um, but also the, 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 but he understood, he understood that if his father was saved, it was through the church, the Catholic it was, church. It was through the, ma- yeah, yeah, through through the Jesus of Christ. Christ. Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no way around it. I mean, right. that's, that's, I think something that, um, is missed in, in modern things, right? It's, it's everybody, almost everyone, everyone I talk to, it makes one of two heresies, which is Pelagian, which is, uh, he was a good guy. So he's definitely in heaven. Why would God send him to hell? And it's like, well, I mean, that's not how that works. And, um, or, or they do, well, he was, because he was a good you know, Jew, Muslim, whatever, um, you know, th- that then he'll be fine, you know, just as long as he does that. And it's like, well, that's not true either. Right. Um, you know, we, we actually, th- you know, we, we should at think, at least think that, um, the faith offers something greater than, um, yeah, greater on this earth. There's a second paragraph here, father and, and Bill chime in too. It says, those who, through no fault of their own, do not know the gospel of Christ or his church, but who nevertheless 
seek God with a sincere heart and moved by grace, try in their action to do as well as they know it through the dictates of their conscience, those two may achieve eternal salvation. Right? So it's, it's, it, it would, that would be kind of what you're, we're speaking about with this, the, the, the father of St. Uh, Gregory Nancyanson is like that they said, well, he didn't really totally know that he needed Christ at that point in his life mm-hmm. and wasn't able, you know, but through the, the follow God as he knew at that point and would have been saved through, through Christ. Where, um, like, to, let's, let's fast forward to 2000, you know, 2021. Um, do you think people, where do you think, do you think we're more, the uh, modern era is more, um, I don't think people today are like, oh yeah, if you're not Catholic, you're not going to heaven. I don't, know if there's too many people that would kind of take in terms of just a straight Catholic, but do you think it's a little too far on the, le- on the other side? Like, I mean, I, I guess where, where, where do you think where people, we could be a little bit more um, theologically astute and on the way we approach this. And I mean, do you think people are really zealous about saving souls and like, you know, we need to preach the gospel, get people in the church or, or do you think people are like, well, as long as they live a good life, let's not bother them. Uh, I mean, I definitely hear more often than uh, well, he's a good, he's a good person. He's not Catholic, but you know, he's a good guy. Oh, he used to be Catholic, but you know, I still have a good life and that's good enough. I think that's, that's, that's definitely the more common approach than, um, until you get online and then all of a sudden things change and people get more extreme, but, uh, anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Anonymity is a powerful tool, man. Um, oh, people, people say things they would never say in person, but, um, I think it's also one of the things that, that the average parishioner struggles with more than anything. Uh, let's be honest. We all know someone uh, who is away from the church. Um, kids, parents, uh, friends, neighbors, whatever. Uh, like you, like you often like to point out the largest denomination, right? Is, is, uh, non-practicing, you know, Catholics. non-practicing Catholics. And I think it's, um, unfortunately, and this is not saying it in a judgmental way, so it'll sound like it, but I think most people, and they kind of blow it off, like flippantly say, well, you know, you used to be, but, but, you know, his, him and his wife are great people and they, you know, they have a uh, good family and, um, you know, they'll, they'll give you their accolades, but missing from that is of course, Sunday mass and everything right. that goes along or with any it. of the sacrament yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And I think maybe, I think the only thing about what's missing in, uh, is people outside the church don't have access to the sacraments. And I think in taking a step further is a lot of people today, even the Catholic church don't Maybe maybe it's, uh, they don't see the necessity of the sacraments per se. No, and and I see it as you know well, from a lay standpoint, uh, or from yeah from like dealing with your own family or whatever or friends. You know, there's a fine line between um, taking the same Monica route, maybe where you you're, you know silently pray and pray and pray and something happens, or you know using clubbing clubbing them and you know reminding them perhaps that their salvation may be in, uh, in question. Um, so I think there's a fine line, but, um, I think it, I think more people probably opt towards that, the St. Monica route, uh, right. You know, then, then, but do you think there's too much of that and not like sort of well, reaching yeah, out to people? Yeah, I do, but that's me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. Well, I mean, this goes in the next point here in this, this one particular section of the catechism, it says, there's a requirement. There's a mission requirement of the church's Catholicity, and it says, "Having been divinely sent to the nations, that she might be the quote universal sacrament salvation." The church, in obedience to the command of her founder, and because it is demanded by her own essential universality, strives to preach the gospel to all men. 
And so in other words, it's like, you know, um, you know, it's, it's telling us that if we really, if we really believe that the Catholic church is the universal sacrament of salvation, that there's no other way to heaven than the church, then there would be this sort of zeal to get people into it. But then most RCA programs have like one person in it. You know, I think, I think about the, I don't know if you, there's a story about Fulton Sheen where, uh, he talked about, uh, these two friends, I guess they, he heard this story and there was a, a guy who had a friend who was Jewish and they were like best friends and they, they used to fish together and all that. I mean, they, they were, you know, buddies since college. And before the guy died, uh, he, he went to his Jewish friend and he said, Hey, you know, I, you know, you're going to die. Don't you think you should get the sacraments? And apparently his Jewish friend looked at him. And he says, we've been friends for like 50 years and never once have you talked about your faith. Why do you think I'd want to do it now? If it was that important. I remember when Fulton Sheen said, I'm thinking like, that's a great point. It's like, if it was that important, why would you not, you know, and all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to convert me at my deathbed if it's never spoken about. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that is, that is part of it. It's just, I think there's a lot of that, uh, in, in, you know, Catholics are traditionally very private, you know, in their, in their faith, you know, in, in part because I think we went very quickly from, uh, from, very much shunned, at least in this country, very much shunned. You know, Catholics were were not really well received in the United States until after the great immigrations of the 1920s um, with a big influx of Irish and Italian immigrants. Um, and so the, the Catholics who were here in the first place were really hated. I mean, really, like, pushed down. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, you went from being excluded and ostracized to having a ton of power for in a really short period of time to... Well, now we just think that's how it's supposed to be, and and you know, but we don't, you know, we don't have the culture of, uh, at least here, as as you do in like Europe, where it's just natural, you know, where, um, where it's natural to be Catholic. Like if you do, you know, you do a procession, in the streets here, like it's it's strange sight, <laughs> you know, but it's it's the norm. Like it would, you know, we talk about like processions of Holy Week in Seville. Like everybody gets a part of that, but those churches are empty the rest of the year. But they're all going to be part of that because that's part of their, who their identity or what their identity is, you know, we don't have that in, in the U S. And so because of that, we kind of had this little, you know, we don't want to be too weird. We want to fit in as Americans. And so we, we temp, we kind of tampered down some of our, um, you know, Catholicism. That's why we're, um, one of the big heresies is Americanism, right? Which is that we have the right, we have the right to say what we want and believe what we want, damn it. And, uh, uh, and that's why, you know, whatever. Um, but, and, when it comes down to it, like we tend to be private so that we can be a little bit more well-liked, right? And we try and find all the common grounds we can with the, the Protestants who tend to have power and, uh, in this country, uh, at least traditionally. Now it's not so much true as we have the presidency and the speaker of the house and the chief justice. And I think five other justices and all this other stuff, but like the, the traditionally it was let's, let's fit in and, and then it'll be fine. But, like, it's kind of like, well, we tried that. It <laughs> turns out we don't do well when we fit in with the culture. Uh, now it's time to um, kind of remember what is what is the church and, and where does what does that truly lie and um, and what is the purpose of the church. Right. Now, you were a focused missionary before you were a priest. Uh -huh. and, and did you ever, I mean, were you ever successful in snagging a non-Catholic into the faith and in a college campus? Mm, let me think, actually. I don't know that I actually, I didn't spend a ton of time with non-Catholics, a lot of fallen away Catholics. 
Um, which, to be honest, like, there's a part of me that's just like, man, if we just got those guys back. Uh, which brings up a great point yeah. is, you know, our Lord says, go to the lost sheep of Israel first. Yeah, and yeah. I think we're, and I think all, all these, exa- it's interesting. You ever get an argument about this teaching? They always, people yell, you know, you're saying that a person who's, you know, who's an atheist and love, you know, did the right thing is going to hell. I'm like, well, no, let's, let's, no, I'm talking more like the kid in your family or like your husband who doesn't go to church. I'm more concerned about him. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. Here's, here, but this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get is that like, uh, you know, whenever somebody tries that, they're, they're always saying this like really weird thing where it's like, yeah, no, I completely rejected the gift. But like when it's time for the gift to actually, you know, pay due, like now, it's, now I want to cash in. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> I say that the same every time I see somebody who's like, you know, you, you, you see it in school every once in a while or whatever. And you're like, or like Christmas and Easter Catholics. Like, I'm not trying to be mean about them. Like, I love the fact that they're there, you know, and I, I, I hope they come back. But, um, but like the idea is it was like, but you've been rejecting this all this time. Like, I mean, don't you see the, the, the disconnect, right? <laughs> the disconnect of saying like, like you're not really, I don't really want it. But then now that I'm like forced into the situation, I got more respect for the person who, um, who doesn't, who, you know, doesn't show up and, and most of the time and then sits, stays in the pew and doesn't come up for communion. Then for the person who's like, I am, you know, I'm Catholic. I do it. You know, I don't want to feel weird. Uh, no offense, dude. But like, you, you are like, like, it's not weird in the sense that like you should be rejected, but it's weird in the sense that like you, you are kind of missing you, you're, you feel strange cause you're in a strange land. Like the rest of us are comfortable in this spot. And then that's kind of what it is is we're, we're in communion with one another. Um, but anyway, that's just my, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, can you talk from his no, layman's perspective on yeah, this whole thing? Yeah, I was just thinking, I think one of the, one of the problems that people have, you know, we, we always talk about poor catechesis and, but I think in some cases it is a legitimate, I don't want to say excuse, but it's a factor in why, why we can't challenge our friends and our family members who are falling away is because we don't want to be, we're afraid we're going to be challenged and, and made to look stupid because we don't know our own faith. Uh-huh. And I think that's a huge, a, a huge factor. And to be honest, I mean, I'll call myself out completely. You know, we've been doing this, this catechism of the Catholic church, you know, in a year daily and there are certain things, you know, I guess the principle I knew, but there are certain things. I mean, it's been very enlightening. You know, <laughs> just reading it me. every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually <laughs> reading it, not just. It's amazing you know, how God's like making right, you an I, expert in the yeah, faith. I mean, I'm not in looking. Just strange right. ways. I don't have this magical chart that tells me, oh, to combat whatever, I have to look at this, you know. No, I'm actually reading it. And it's been eye-opening. I mean, uh, truly for me, I mean. Um, and I think it will um, not only make my faith stronger, but certainly me be more uh, well prepared to, uh, you know, to uh, to help people coming back or to, you know, refute heresy as well. But I think I think the general, you know, lay Catholic there 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 are many of us who just don't feel prepared. You know, in, in that first challenge, if somebody comes back, you're not going to know what to say. I think that's a huge factor in in. Uh, why there's so many of us and why we don't, why we just don't challenge people or, you know, or, um, you know, not in a, like I said, not in a, there's not, not with a club, uh, in your hand, you know, uh, you, you, you're going to hell, but I mean, you know, truly because I think we're worried that if they ask a question, we're not going to have the answer. So, right. Do you think the hell thing works anymore? Like people aren't afraid of hell? Yeah. Uh, well, 
I mean, I, I mean, just, I mean, off. I mean, it just, it just seems like, is that even, I mean, people talk about wanting to go to heaven, but it, it's, it's like, do you think? I think it's more, they don't want to go to hell. I mean, for the average person, I honestly, I think that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think people are still afraid of hell. I mean, I think you're going to see less and less of that. Um, because I think, I think there is a natural, not a I mean, self-preservation need to self-preservation. Well, I mean, I, I, here's the thing is I think most, most fallen away Catholics of the generation above me are, are still, still theists. You know, they, they still believe God. They just don't think that the church is necessary and they don't believe that religion is necessary. They don't actually believe that we have, we owe God anything in a public setting. So, yeah. Uh, they, it's not that they don't think that God cares. It's that I can, I can show God that I care for him privately in my own way as I please. And he'll be fine with it because he's cool with me. Right. You hear it all the time. Um, but I think as, as my generation, the one following me, it's not going to be that because when you think that you can do whatever you want, you can't pass on anything. And so the, the faith is poorly passed on often, not always, obviously this is not a universal declaration, but I think a lot of times you got people who just are like, it's not that. It's it's not even that they're all active atheists. They're not the a lot of militant atheists, but they are kind of the the general assumption is that it doesn't really it's not really that big a deal. And if and if there is a god, he always seems to be kind of cuddly and kid friendly, and 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 that's all that it ever gets to. And so because of that, it's like well, hell's not really real. It's just it was a nice tool to help people do good, right? Um, but now it's time to just be like it, it'll be fine, right? So. I was just thinking about baptism. You know, we we occasionally get interesting requests for baptisms on the forms, and I think you said, I think um, it it kind of pops out before you even interview anyone, just by seeing sometimes that probably prematurely uh, judging by looking at the form. But basically, you look at the form, and you you can almost say, "Oh yeah, so this must be for grandma." Because, you know, both parents, it's, you know, do you, how often do you go to church? Never. Um, you know, will you raise a child in a church? No. So it's kind of a head scratcher is mm-hmm. why, why you come in, you know, why? And it, I think, I think from a, uh, from a lay standpoint, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's for someone else. It's either a cultural thing or for grandma or grandpa or some other reason. Because why, you know, um, I mean, isn't, aren't you committing uh, in one of the questions you asked during baptismal prep was you're going to pass this faith on to this child. Right. And I yeah. think, well, it says you have to, I mean, in order to baptize, I mean, it, there was a case, I mean, we've had a couple of cases, but one of the deacons is telling me like uh, a case where someone is just wanting to get the child baptized and just got upset that he asked uh, the mom, you know, are you going to start going to church? He's like, I don't, I don't need to go to church, you know, to get to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the faith. Like the Eucharist is kind of uh, we would call it a, ne- a necessary aspect of the faith. And you know, uh, worshiping God is a essential aspect of going to heaven. I mean, I mean, Monsignor Pope had a had a famous homily. You could look it up online. It was several. It was ten years ago. It's called "Go to Mass or Go to Hell," and then, <laughs> that's how he started. And he's he kind of talked about like. We look at it's a good. We always say, "Oh, it's always good to go to the Eucharist." He's like, "You ever thought about like it's necessary? Like we need this." And I was like, "I even even when I listen to like, yeah, gosh, I mean, this is just a good thing. It's a necessary thing, as it says, the church is necessary for salvation." Um, so, what would be some like practical tidbits to, like, for people? Like, I mean, how do we react to this, this teaching? I mean, one is, I guess, number one is, are we convicted ourselves of yeah. uh, that the church is necessary? Like Bill, you were saying that 
we got to understand like why that why that is. It's not a negative teaching, by the way. No, I mean, and I it, think it's it's very you know just from from um, going back to this morning when we were doing some of the recording for the catechism and Father Jack, you know, we talk about the immaculate conception and the confusion of what that is and uh, who was immaculately conceived. And I think it's the same thing with this. I think too many people have no, they, they have no, they're not listening to what we're talking about in this particular instance. It's not that, Oh, non-Catholics don't go to hell. Right. Um, you know, you, many Catholics ought to be worried about their salvation Right. themselves it's it's like you said the church and i think some it, it's really misunderstood i think way more than we realize right right all right well there we have it so um uh let's kind of review this this teaching real quick before people misinterpret it you know what we're saying is uh you know yes a, a non a person who's quote unquote not catholic per se can get it get to heaven um if they don't know it's necessary to be catholic per se uh, but if they're saved, it's only through the Catholic Church, right? And uh, but I, I think also the the acknowledgement we have to have is like to leave the church is a very serious problem. It's a very f- serious sin. If you know it's true and you leave it, uh, it's very clear you you're probably not going to be saved if you persist in that till death. Um, and I think too, it's just for us. It's like, but there's certainty through the Catholic Church of salvation being in it. And I think that's where it were, you know, a sense. I mean, the one way we're sure of salvation is through the vehicle that God gave us, which is the one holy Catholic apostolic church. And so I think we should have this sort of zeal for souls and try to bring them back. And I think next week we're bringing a couple more people into the church. I mean, I think it was yep. four or five, five and more. As we challenge everyone every year, bring us one, bring us one. Yep. Next year, hopefully we have another, another 14. Father Jack's excited about next year teaching RCIA another round of classes you know so all right uh father a little, little blessing sure uh, our help is in the name of the lord made made heaven heaven earth. Earth. through the intercession of blessed virgin mary all the holy angels and saints from the blessing of mighty god come down upon you father son holy spirit amen, amen.